My name is Brace Harris. I'm Victoria Thompson. And we are... Unveil. Welcome, everyone. I sounded very British then, didn't I? Yes, well, you are British. Oh, okay, good. So it's okay. <laughs> very nice. Welcome to my new abode, everyone. Yes, you've oh, made another transition. <laughs> yes, I, I counted it the other day. This is property two of four, I think I'm going to be in in total. Excellent. Just in like seven weeks. So. A lot of uh, a lot of juggling. I have so many suitcases, as Bryce will attest to. <laughs> but yes, it's a lot of juggling. Um, but we are outside today, so if you hear some background noise, um, that's because we are outside. Um, we are recording in the garden of my little tiny guest house. Um, and this house is actually in the back of the place that I was staying last time. So we are surrounded by a beautiful garden. Um, it has yes. just tried to rain in LA, so like, <laughs> we are battling the elements somewhat. No, but it's, lo it's lovely. Well, it, we've had a lot of rain recently, which is, you know, speaking of the garden, I wish you guys could, could see this. There's like orange trees and nectarines and then then there's like a lemon tree it's like and every all the fruit is like sprouting and it's so gorgeous mm. it's lovely lovely it is lovely and we've just seen a squirrel try to rescue a lemon which was very weird and bizarre so <laughs> all the things today and if you hear uh trains because we are right by a train line birds or airplanes we'll just pause talking and i'll try and do some edits if we need to rock and roll <laughs> very good but it's actually in the spirit of today's podcast yes this is very real this is like we are just living life and I'm just like juggling all the things. Yes. And what are we talking about today, Rose? So I just realized this bench is really wet as well. But anyway, carry on. Watch your, watch your fanny. <laughs> um, so today we're talking about uh, something that I feel is, is, well, we feel is extremely important, uh, especially when we're, we're growing and shifting and, and uh, transforming is something really that seems very basic, but is extremely hard for human beings to do. And mm -hmm. that is uh, just getting honest with yourself, honesty. What does that mean for you? How does that um, benefit your growth? Mm. Like the more honest one becomes with themselves, like brutally honest, even into the messy parts of what honesty can become, how much that can set you free mm. well and I think that's a really good place to start it's like it might seem obvious like why be honest but it, I don't think people recognize the pure power in honesty and, mm. and the yeah just there's so much that gets caught up in um, pretending so yes energy that gets caught up in pretending and faking it yeah and and I want to be clear, we're not talking about, you know, telling the truth to your, you know, uh, people in your world and being honest with them. We're talking about honesty with yourself mm. and like really getting uh, open and brutally deep down to, to the core mm. of what may be influencing your life. Mm. And I think it's, um, it's interesting to feel into the kind of high performer industry that the clients that we work with one-to-one -one coaching mm. because everything in in business is pretty much framed in return on investment so it's like what's the ROI right and I often find myself explaining to these type a driven people the sheer cost and the expenditure yeah. in faking it in lying in having to show up inauthentically somewhere yep. is 
ginormous. It's like, and it's almost unquantifiable as well. It's that kind of thing where you have no idea how much energy it's using to maintain a lie or at least a subterfuge or an identity that isn't resonantly truthful to you until you drop it. You just don't know. Well, and, and, and I think the you don't know is also really important for us to look at because a lot of the times people don't know what they don't know mm. about how they are lying to themselves. Yeah. A lot of you hear a lot of people say, well, this is just the way I am. Is it? Is it really? Yeah. Is it really truly? Yeah. Uh, or is it just a strategy that you developed long ago mm -hmm. that has now kind of become mm -hmm. a version of you, yeah. but not your essence about who you truly, truly are. Mm. And I think this is like everything that we do at Unveil isn't about um, transformation for transformation's sake or right. improvement or getting somebody fixed or better. It's about getting somebody to really understand who they genuinely are. Because I think a lot of the time we're wandering around in life not knowing who we genuinely are. Uh -huh. Yeah, it's not, it's not necessarily becoming someone else. It's literally going back to who you have always been mm -hmm. and who has been covered up by every other single type of influence that mm. has been pushed upon you by life, yeah. you know? And first of all, give yourself a break mm. because your life, life in general is hard and we make adjustments to survive within that life. Mm -hmm. And now you have the opportunity, if those strategies are not benefiting you any longer, to shift out of that mm. and shift back. Mm. And it's, so I'm building our Introduction to True Human Design course at the moment. And there's a huge opening part of it, which is like, why are these systems, systems of self-awareness, so attractive to people whether they're the kind of like enneagram stuff that you do or the quizzes that you do on facebook mm, mm. i think it is a genuine sign that people are quite far away from who they know they are somewhere so we look to these external systems to tell, tell us me who, who we are yeah, yeah exactly and it's it's fascinating to use them and and we do like you and i have just sat here and gone through loads of human design and duty yeah. stuff um and it's interesting when you map your relationships and you kind of understand oh, that's why we connect on that level, or that's why we always have conflict in that area. And it, it helps, but these systems should be reaffirming as to what you already know. And a lot of the time, they're complete revelations. And it's like, well, yeah, that's because you're so far away from who you were designed to be, for want of a better word. Mm -hmm. And it's... Or how you understand you've become who you are now. Yeah. It's like the way that you understand it is shifted and, and changed because you're like, oh, now I understand yeah. why this behavior pattern has come up, why, yeah. you know, this particular thing frustrates and or annoys the, <laughs> the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, you really get to, to, to dive in and, and look at all those different aspects yeah. of your personality, how you're built, how you're made, yeah. uh, and, and really come out of the the fantasy. I love that. I love that word. It's like, I think that we end up in life creating these identities 
based on several things. It's like yeah. who we think we need to be for the world. Oh wow, yes, that who, one's huge. It's massive, and it's so de it's so determined by our life experience. And oftentimes we are running away from certain patterns that we've. Um, we, <laughs> I always like speak to people, and it's like I'm just terrified of becoming my mother, and now I'm turning into her. And it's like we're all like observing behavior all the time and running away from it or running towards something else. And it's this effortfulness begins before you're even conscious enough to think about it and certainly to rationalize it. As children, we are literally there going, learning, learning from our experience, the patterns that we need to adopt in order to retain love from our caregivers. Yes. And that's already a transition in one's innateness into a pattern recognition and a replay of said pattern. And oftentimes it's absolutely healthy, but sometimes it's actually not. not. And it's not, it's not, um, it's a, it's a compromise of self that is leaning into there being just a fantasy around who you even really are. Right. It's why people like, you have to have the appetite for inner work. This this stuff is not for everyone. I mean, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, it probably is for you. But this stuff is, you're having to reevaluate everything you thought you knew about yourself. And so even though our ultimate goal as coaches or as trainers is to get people to a place of nervous system safety, in order to get there, they have to go through a place of nervous system unsafety. And the goal of us as coaches is to create the container which build as much safety as possible whilst people are pushing themselves into a space that they for now relate to as unsafe and that's the, that's really the world that we're living in well and and i think that the getting honest with the self also can create that place of feeling unsafe yeah exactly exactly what i was trying to say it's it's like how <laughs> You're not lying to yourself for no reason. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. So this. Yeah. Please. <laughs> no, it's just like so. Like when you're then going to stop lying to yourself, you're taking away the security blanket of subterfuge. And even to do that, to stop lying to yourself, holy smokes! Well, I mean, even first and foremost, how can you even tell if you're lying to yourself? Well, I mean, how, how do you think? Well, I mean, there are definitely uh, certain attributes that you, uh, as our, our audience, could even look at yourself. It's like, where, where am I lying? It's like, where are patterns repeating in your life um, that you're like, why do I always do that? Why am I always, you know, doing this or doing that that you are not necessarily happy with? It's like, okay, there are patterns showing up. All right, let's figure out why those patterns are showing up. Get honest with yourself and be like, okay, this pattern is showing up. Why? Am I always in a failed relationship or am I always making money and then all of a sudden I don't have any more money? It's like, what is, is coming up? And you can make excuses. Or make it about somebody else. Yes. Or something else. Yes. And that's a real, I think that's a real clue as well. It's like if all of the reasons for things not going right in your life are to do with externals and other people, yep. that cannot physiologically be true. <laughs> it's just like, what's the, what's the common denominator here, guys? <laughs> it's you every yeah. time. Yeah. So knowing that, and this is where it gets hard, it's like stepping back and be like, okay, where am I actually... Screwed, screwed up yeah a little and I, bit and I think twisted it takes doing an evaluation of your own life as well it's like are you um 
not making the changes that you've promised to make? Are you not mm. doing the workout? Are you not eating the right food? Are you consciously, you know, behaving in a way that you are judging yourself for somewhere? It's like this, this stuff we don't like to look at um, because we establish a pattern that feels nurturing from our place of yeah even if it's not good for us it still feels safe it feels safe and it feels like it's protecting us because it's um perpetuating our story exactly and so a great example of all of this is kind of numbing behaviors anything that you're doing as an escapism whether you're going into like watching endless netflix and it's just your kind of thing and you're not really connecting to reality or you know for my type a driven people if you're always working and never stopping to pause and reflect and if you're you know if your progress goals for each week are always to do with an external metric rather than a oh and i also want to work on this that's a sign that you're not safe with your own company drinking smoking you know all of these yeah you can go into the the ones that everyone's familiar with but i love that you brought up the are you constant are you a workaholic do you like really distract Mm mm-hmm you got to get honest, like distract yourself with work mm. um, or worrying about other people's problems or yes, if you're like a gossip and every time you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> really? Yeah. And it's, it's these things. It's like if you're criticizing somebody else gossiping or you kind of being a bit of a bitch about somebody else, um, that's a sign that they've triggered something within you because you're not you don't gossip for no reason you gossip because something that somebody else has done has affected you somewhere and you want to be bitchy about it and it's like the right thing to do if you hear yourself bitching is go well hang on what did that trigger in me like where did that hit in me that aggravated me and you know we do this all the time it's like um you can have this minor passing thought about some celebrity's instagram or whatever and it's like well why is their success irking you? Why why are you letting that external? Mm-hmm. And it will always show you something interesting about yourself. And that's where a lot a lot of us are like, nope, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. And then they wonder why things stay exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa. It's like, because you're not willing to go there. You have to be willing to go there, guys. And it's very, very hard. And it really takes a lot of courage to do that Mm. it's it seems so easy but it is one of the hardest things to do and what what i love about it is it is um something that becomes easier over time that yes um and i so i share a little bit of my personal story um the I, this first started for me with the whole being honest with myself when I was 17 when I got sick it mm. was like because I was told that everything I was going through was internal and psychological um, I was like well fuck I don't know where that is if that's true I can't find that in my own brain and that was incredibly scary mm. but it led me into doing a complete self-evaluation of just getting honest and honest and more and more more honest because it was like if this no is, matter what, no matter what it brought up, hundred yeah. percent. And I, so I did this with my mum, and we were sitting in brown leather armchairs in our mm. northeast country house, and you know my dog was around and my cats, and just like spilling all of my secrets, no matter how much shame came along with them. That's huge. Because it was like it was life and death for me. And so I'm so lucky that I had that experience because it meant that I learned how safe honesty really is because 
I, I am my ultimate judge, and I believe this is true for everyone. You are your own ultimate judge, and if you can hold your truth and share your shameful secrets and don't shame yourself for them and don't make it a, a problem, you are actually healing yourself. You're cleansing yourself as mm. you're kind of unburdening your soul. And I, well, and I also just want to point out, I mean, to get that honest with yourself, it was like life or death. Mm. Sometimes that's what it takes to get to a point in your life where it feels like life or death and you must make a change. But we would encourage our listeners that it doesn't have to go that far. Right. I mean, I mean, and there are all kinds of ways to learn this lesson. That is one of the hardest ones. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are feeling this tug at your heartstrings about this, uh, this needs to shift. Listen to that little voice, mm. because that that little voice that's tugging on you is like trying to bring you back home. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's trying to bring you back home. And the more that we push it away, it's always going to try to bring us back home. But we don't want to get to the point where that voice is so far away from our conscious mind and our and our own hearts that it's a whisper in the background and there's all kinds of stuff being much, much, much louder. Mm. Um, find the voice that's whispering to you and honor it and give it an opportunity to, to speak to you. And, and, and in that, I feel getting honest with yourself may be easier. Mm. Mm. Would, would you agree or? I think it's, so difficult because the human mind as we were planning this I said this to you the human mind is so conniving yes and ultimately you've chosen dishonesty because it felt safe safer at some point so what you're trying to do by rejigging this landscape is recalibrate what is safe and what's not to you and so sometimes it takes starting to experiment with other people in conversation and I have a lot of tricks that I use with my clients in terms of like how to get honest. But I often say to people, this is my best advice. It's like say the whole thing. So oftentimes when we're going into a conversation with someone, it's very much like you've crafted what you think their perspective is. And so you understand what you're trying to get out of the situation. And so you're, you kind of walk into it and you give people the second chapter of your thinking. It's mm. like, it's you, mm. and I always say to people, no, give them the whole thing, particularly for difficult conversations, like show up and be, you know, so I'm going to find this really difficult and, you know, I'm really worried about it. And I've been thinking about this for a long time. Just tell the person that because, and I, this is a good on-ramp to being honest with yourself, starting to be honest with other people, because sometimes you just need the feedback that somebody else doesn't go crazy on you, or you just need to feel like you don't die when you've just been super honest, like right. nothing terrible happens. And so I think it really depends on where you're approaching this from and how your experience with honesty and dishonesty and, you know, how strong the lies are that you're retaining yeah I mean for myself mm -hmm. I lied to myself forever and I would tell myself the same story I would tell it to other people the the story of you know uh, how my life was going and when I act but I knew the whole time there was, there was a deep 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 part of me that knew the whole time and it, it's easy to talk that part away right just because i have been the way that i've been my entire life mm. 
there's that part of me that knew that I was being inauthentic, but I was so scared to make any kind of shifts or changes mm. because they were these unknowns. <laughs> and so it was what seemed at the time easier to be dishonest with mm. myself mm-hmm. than it was to be honest. And in actuality, the opposite was true for right. me. Mm. It's like once I finally was like honest, mm. I was like, oh my gosh, then there was like relief mm. in that because then I could let that go mm. and under, well, understand mm. why I had even made that agreement with myself or mm. told myself that story. Mm. And then the honesty, like I was saying, set me free. Mm. And then I was able to move in my life in a more authentic way. And, and then things started showing up in my life that were actually wonderful mm. and that were way more fulfilling Mm. and really all it took was letting go of years of this. I can't, I can't, you know, let this be my reality. I can't let this be my reality. I can't let this be. And it was like, finally, this is my reality. I was like, oh, and then beautiful things started coming in. It's so interesting as well, because I think sometimes with the, I think there's a, a, a time thing with it as well, like an age thing. It's like, if you've set up the narrative of your reality, <laughs> you've still got time for that to come true if you're, you know, younger. And I think as we get older, it's very much this kind of like, it, it, time runs out on the, the, the potential years you've got to make your reality fit right, the Right, which was also leverage yeah. for me to, to get honest with myself. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to, you know, lay down and take my last breath and just know in my heart that that it wasn't that that I had lived my life in fear Mm. oh and I love that you said that because it's like fear is the bedrock of all of this yeah and this is again why I like you know trialing being honest with other people it's because you you experiencing that relief that you experience when you get honest yeah it's like you have to do it firsthand and it almost doesn't matter what the other person's reaction is you being totally clean again one of our favorite words Mm -hmm. with your your transaction in that relationship actually does something chemically it's like it's a it hits different when you've been supremely honest yeah i mean it it shifted all aspects of my life, mm. like uh, my emotional life, my phys- like my physical body, mm. energetically, spiritually, mm. like all of it, like something was released because it takes life force and life energy to hold on to these false narratives that mm. we have been living with mm. that now seem to be our just reality, the mm. way that it is. Mm. And it's not mm. you get to change your story you are the most powerful person in your life and if you don't know that there's work to be done because you can get there and if you stick to your guns and you're willing to put up with your own bs which we all carry you will find it. You absolutely, it's a guarantee. Hmm. It's a guarantee because you were born a certain way and then life happens and then all these stories Hmm. we get to make up 
to survive. Mm. Mm. And it's not a bad thing that we do that. It's not that's bad. No. It's actually physically impossible for that not to happen. Exactly. Because we're not born adults. We're born as not blank slates, but things that need to mature into something. We're, we're born with that, you know, we have to grow up. And in that process, it's you don't need to have major drama to have, you know, shit go down that isn't ideal. Exactly. And, and have to create a survival strategy around that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's what I what I love about our relationship as well is it is a supremely honest one. And yeah. there are times when you know, we're kind of dancing around something and then we both go, can I, well, I did it the other day. I was like, can I be brutally honest? And you just went, I prefer it when you are. Yeah. And I said what I was going to say and it was a business thing. And you, the relief that washed through you was just visible and me. It was like, oh, finally, we've got that kind of gremlin, that uncomfortable truth, which wasn't particularly uncomfortable. It just was, no. a, was a, yeah. a nugget that was kind of in the way. We just moved it out the way by being speaking through it. And it's that if you speak to something, if you speak about something, we have huge power with our language, huge power mm. with our mm. language. And I want to express to people that what you're doing when you're putting voice to these uncomfortable truths or emotions or whatever it is, is you're adding a frequency, literally a, an energetic frequency of resonance to something and getting it out of you, which is why there is so much power in speaking truth and why there is so much power in speaking from your heart and speaking what is actually real for you because what you're doing is you're matching the energetic expression right. with the internal frequency mm-hmm. and the chemistry. And it's perfect. And I don't know why we've got some kind of horns joining us, but they're trying to emphasize the point. The train. Well, Sorry, guys, this is like genuine. <laughs> Okay, we've just made a cut for a train passing, guys, so we're back and with it, and it's like, we're surviving the elements just. Although the camera is kind of wobbly because of the wind. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just very ramshackle, but anywho. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I was talking about the resonant frequency and the power of speaking to and through something, and because it actually does. Like, there is all the old phrases, the truth will set you free, it's totally accurate. And the, the amount of, um, huh, the amount of physical illness that's created by lying is also huge. You know, mm. the amount of... Yeah, tell me more about that. Well, so as I spoke about when we did our functional medicine-y kind of podcast, mm-hmm. um, there is a... Everything in the, the human body is energy. It's energy in matter, it's energy in chemicals, it's energy in the nervous system and the way everything's firing. And actually, you said it earlier about the having a narrative that is not accurate is is a lie it's something you have to hold right. but it's a costume that you have to wear that is not you and so that takes effort it takes energy and actually your body and your brain are rerouting chemistry in a different direction mm. particularly certain things like the victimhood thing it's like I loved what you said about you're the most powerful person in your life because oftentimes people who are walking around feeling like a victim of life circumstances feel like everything else has the power and they don't. And that's a really disempowering place to put yourself in. If you start blaming everyone else for everything, it's like, no, no, take it back. Where is my responsibility here? Um, But the, the biological consequence of suppression and repression means that you keep things inside you that you should 
actually express or get out and that will have physical consequences and so you know whether it's a an autoimmune condition because you're not you know your immune system starts to misrecognize what's self and what's not you know it's, this is this huge part of the autoimmunity which is like your body your immune system has started to recognize a part of you mm-hmm. as not you which is exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about lies and truth and like you're, you're holding around this huge bit of you that's not you and so it's all creating this kind of ability for your body to feel unsure of what's true and what's not for it as a cellular thing same too with cancer you know some cancers develop because um, the the cell itself loses connection with the, the cells that it's around and, and therefore you, and the body doesn't recognize that it's part of the self etc and the immune system can't see it and it just has to then grow exponentially oh my goodness <laughs> it just started raining a lot a lot <laughs> is your back wet yes <laughs> scoot in scoot in can you It doesn't give me time. Nine five six. That bars. Because oh. it's a musical recording. The camera will have a timer. Would you like me to check? No, it's fine. All right. So it started raining. <laughs> <laughs> like massively raining, and we're kind of like covered by what is effectively a parasol. <laughs> <laughs> It's very pretty. Large umbrella. <laughs> Although I'm a bit soaked. So, uh, <laughs> anywho, so yes, I was talking about the physical consequences of holding on to a narrative that is not yeah. Um, true. Yeah, the physical consequences, spiritual. Um, well, and that, I love that you like, just said spiritual because I think if you're not connected to your true self, you can't be connected to God. And you're in denial of your own innate divinity if you're creating a story. So clear not it out. Doing. Clear it out. Clear it out. It's like, and so basically, I think what we're trying to say <laughs> is be honest. <laughs> is get honest with yourself. If you if you feel like you want to make shifts in your life, you have to start with brutal honesty with yourself, mm. and that's probably not going to feel super great in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But once you get it out and you really start doing the work mm. and you start to move through things, mm. there's a reason we say hindsight is twenty twenty. Mm. It's because after you move through, you'll turn around and you'll look behind you and be like, oh man, mm. the greatest gift I ever gave myself was literally getting honest yeah. with the stuff that I was, yeah. I had actually put in my own way. Yeah. Mm. And I, it's, um, it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. No. But it's remarkably um, quick to become a habit of being more honest with oneself. Yeah, it's what you said, it gets easier as well. Yeah, but just to be really clear as well, you will go in loops of dishonesty, I think. Like, I, I catch myself not necessarily lying to myself as much anymore, but just just not wanting to see something, so avoiding it for a bit. Um, and then I have to pull myself back and say, okay, what's, what's, really, what's really true here? What's right here? Mm. 
Um, so, yeah. And I think the most important thing that we can sort of close this podcast out by giving people is, you know, it's not just one day you turn around and you wake up and you're kind of like, oh, I'm lying to myself, let's just start being honest. Like, right. There's, there's right. Like, like, how to get to this honesty. Yes. So, you know, we'll give you some tips and tricks of like the how um, simply because it's it's a process it is very so much so why don't you give a few kind of examples um, well one of the things that really worked for me was journaling I'd never been much of a journaler but the more that I journaled about things that were just really bugging me and I use journaling uh, in a contemplative manner mm -hmm. as well. Do you want to explain that? Yes. So as I journal, I'm like really analyzing everything mm -hmm. and examining my life mm -hmm. as I'm continuing to write. And it also, the writing also frees me up. It clears me um, for that mm. honesty and that insight. Mm. It's like, really, it's just mega insight into the true core of where things may be springing from. Mm -hmm. And I think it slows you down when you write. Ah, yeah. It, I mean, we live life at a million miles an hour. And it, so what Brace is talking about is handwriting a journal, not uh, typing, typing away on a computer. Yeah. There's such a power to handwriting. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Service, oh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm tempted to leave all of that in the podcast. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone watching on YouTube, what just happened is my lovely Airbnb host came out and brought us an extra umbrella. Umbrella, yeah. Because I could see that we were like hiding. He already thinks we're insane anyway, but like <laughs> particularly me, you know. Anyway, he was uh, being very... Uh, caring and nurturing which is is very lovely so love it so we were talking about journaling and slowing it down and actually it giving you this kind of ability to slow yourself down and so you can see the thoughts just to give people a contrast as well you can do rapid writing you can do mm -hmm. free mm -hmm. flow stream of consciousness a bit like morning pages but do them at any time um and it's if you if people aren't clear on and people are like, oh, I'm not really a writer. Just do this. It's deceptively powerful when you slow down and write. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm the kind of person who will buy myself nice pens and a nice book to do it in just because it feels better. Um, so I put on my Instagram the other day because I left my big journal here mm. and was reunited with it when I got mm. my suitcases back. And I was like, oh, it feels like I'm... And it's a big book and it's like it needs... It's, it's got my processing in because we're not capable of processing stuff just in our minds there is a definite value to working our way through to truth on the page so that's definitely one way that i recommend everybody start a journaling practice um and you know people say there's morning routines and all that stuff and i do 30 minutes of journaling in the morning i never found it relevant to do it at a specific time i've always found it relevant to do it when i'm like something's wrong something's and then i go to my journal that's sort of one way that you could try um but i think the i think the pausing thing just pausing stopping contemplating like with our premier clients what we do in our first session is a complete life audit we're literally examining every area of your life to understand what's happening what's real where there are patterns all of that and anything anyone can do this anyone can do a life audit in all of the areas that you you think you need to evaluate so physical mindset work money career progression family 
loved ones, friends? Like, what, what do all of these areas look like? And how do you feel about all of these areas? Because it's not, getting honest with yourself isn't about just not lying to yourself. It's about really seeing things how they actually are. Yeah, I love that you said that. Like, getting honest with yourself is not about not lying to yourself. It's not that. It's really seeing, and I'm just repeating your words, about how you see everything. Yeah. And being it's like super, um, super non-judgmental about it. This isn't so you've got a reason to beat yourself up. Yeah, no, you not at all. It's because you're like, just take my example, because I'm not married with kids at my age when I really should be. It's like actually taking an, an, a, a cold look at that reality and understanding how I feel about it in all areas. Like, how do I feel about that? Is it a problem? Is it something that I want to be resolving? Because if if you don't know where the problems are, you don't know what you're supposed to be working on either. So mm-hmm. all of this clarity is is worth getting to. And whether that's through journaling or doing, you know, sitting down and drawing. I mean, you can Google this stuff. There's like those triangle, uh, circle things where you can, where are you at in every area of your life? And right. it's just like, there's, there's so many ways to... Um, dig in but I think the first first step is just pausing long enough on the treadmill that is your life to go hang on a second there needs to be some kind of internal self-reflection here it's like okay and that in itself is going to be a huge moment it's a huge step huge huge moment It's, it's funny as well it's like there are some people who are totally into coaching and and believe in all the inner work stuff and the on-ramp for us with certain clients or certain people is getting people to realize that this work is worth doing in the first place. And it so is. And that's the, I think, one of the greatest steps of the honesty process is just admitting that something needs to shift. It's like something needs to shift. You may not know what that is. Mm. You don't have to get down to the actual thing yet mm. just knowing that something needs to shift and then taking action on that that in itself to me is one of the most honest things one can do for oneself mm. and i think the the reality is that you don't just to reassure people you don't need to not be honest with yourself because you don't know what to do when you find the thing that's the truth or the, the, the reality start the process the universe will provide like a lot of the time you know, I, I speak to coaches and they're like, oh, well, how do I structure out my 12-week sessions? And I'm like, just trust the universe that it's got that client's progression in its interests. Same with people doing this themselves. It's like, if you start to ask the questions, there is something innate within the energetic pull of the universe that will try and provide the answers for you. So mm. if you start to get honest and you do this life inventory and you see that everything's shit but you don't know what to do about it, don't worry just sit in the honesty and the openness and the receptivity that honesty brings and the universe will provide things just it's so Mm. surprising how this works yeah love it love it Mm. um oh another thing and this one (laughs) feedback from others how to get honest with yourself ask other people Mm. but we want to be very uh, specific about how you do this yeah so you can ask specific questions mm-hmm. to people and they will give you feedback. Now, when we say feedback, feedback doesn't necessarily 
have to be true to you. It's just what someone else's experience of you is. And remember we talked about truth, you know, one person's truth may not be another person's truth and so on and so forth. So just take in, receive what they have to say. Don't take it personal. It doesn't mean anything about you. Mm -hmm. Use it as knowledge to influence how you move forward. And I think the most interesting thing is the, the b- basic way to get this feedback, you can do the full like feedback interview stuff or you can just like ask people closest to you to describe you in a sentence or to describe you in three words or to tell you what they think about you simply. Um, and you have to tell them to be honest because everyone else is going to lie to you too unless you tell them to be honest, they're going to sugarcoat it. But the interesting point comes is if other people's reporting of your strengths or other people's reporting of the three words that best describe you are completely not how you think you're showing up it's interesting because you get to self-reflect on okay so why is that person's experience of me like x Mm -hmm. and do am i happy with that person's experience of me being there um and that gives you material and i this is what i say to people all the time it's like Everything is information. Everything gives you something to work on. And it do- all of this feedback doesn't have to be, like, rosy. But some, you might find some lovely feedback, but yeah, it, it's all... Yeah, some beautiful things that you didn't realize about yourself that are absolutely amazing. Yeah. You can get honest with that, too, yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah. It's, all, um, it's all information. And information isn't neither good or bad. Um, go back to our podcast on meaning for more on this, where we spoke very, very deeply about everything is neutral until we attribute meaning to it. Same with the feedback. And same with your own internal self-reflections on you. It's like you're not going to find everything is perfect because you wouldn't have been lying to yourself or not see, not being willing to see the things if it was perfect you, you would have seen them so it, this is not to create a set of problems that you need to deal with it's to create honesty from which you move forward and i i do this regularly life audit time tracker audits like just making sure that i'm set up for success by stopping and looking and evaluating and it is interesting what you discover about where you spend your time, where your mind spends its time, all that kind of stuff. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Get to really look at yourself. Look at yourself honestly and open. And don't judge yourself, mm. I would say. Don't judge yourself. Mm. And just to be really clear as well, navel gazing can get obsessive and it can all become very about you and one of my I want to like be really clear for like the coaches out there one of my biggest um, flaws or complexities is that this can make it all feel very me based it can it's always my fault it's always like oh my god I've got to go into the writing because there's something that I'm doing it's my fault etc and whilst I do believe in absolute um, responsibility and, and everything is kind of generated by your energetic like attraction which is what we spoke about last week there is also stuff going on that you know nothing about in the universe, in other people's lives, all of that kind of stuff. And the the reality is that there's a time to do all of this and get really honest and, and be in the work. And there is also a time to not be in the work, to rest, to regenerate, to actually allow mm. yourself to take mm. a break from constantly thinking, oh my goodness, there's something wrong with me what needs work what needs because if you're always working on yourself you never get the time or the the moment to celebrate anything or progress i agree it's kind of like you know working out you work out 
and then you must have rest because your muscles have to regenerate mm. like if you if you're constantly working out and you're not resting then you actually get weaker mm. so give yourself that opportunity to to step back and and know that you did you did the work and give yourself a little bit of a break mm. for all and that I, I think that we don't assimilate celebrate enough ourselves enough as, mm. a, as people um maybe more of a british thing but we don't pause to go oh my god i'm amazing very often and if you're no matter where you're at in your journey if you're starting this work or if you're decades in you still get to stop and go it takes a lot of guts to sit down and really be honest with oneself it takes a lot of courage you said it earlier and you get to think you're amazing for doing that because you are because you are because you've literally put yourself first and foremost and by doing so will make everything around you that much better mm. Mm. And I think it's such a fascinating day and setup to have chosen to do this podcast because you can see we're not sugarcoating anything. We've had bit, bit players side <laughs> like coming in and in the middle and the whole storms and rain and all that kind of stuff. And it's like there is a there's a relaxedness that can come across people mm. and will hopefully have come across to you when you're just real. And that's what I think we're talking about here, realness. Realness, genuineness, and that opportunity to show up as you and then see what life brings you because it's going to be awesome because that's what the universe does. Yes, that's exactly, exactly right. <laughs> How do you feel? Good, I feel wet because my <laughs> bum is very wet and my back is very wet, um, but I'm, I'm good. Excellent, this was lovely. Uh, I, I loved this discussion. Good. Yeah. So did I. It was very, very nice. And it's just one of the, the, the basics. It's just the it bedrock. literally, yeah. thank you, bedrock. Good, good, good. The foundation of, of so much of personal growth and just what should be oh. our. <laughs> yeah. The way that we live our lives, mm. we, we can constantly improve. As soon as someone says, well, this is just the way I am, you can point at that person and be mm. like, well, that's not true at all. Mm. Mm -hmm. mm. And I think if you choose that this is where you stop, then yeah. that's where you stop, mm. yes. But is there potential for, all, for shifting and mm. transforming? Mm. Absolutely, yeah. always. And I think that's just, just to sort of close this out by saying that's another one of the clues to where you are closed. If you are giving closed statements and that shouldn't have happened, that's just the way it is, this is just the way I am and there's no potential for that not being true. Yeah, I should be like this. Yeah. Well, well and, and, but it being such an, a full stop, it's like a closed end yeah. statement, then <laughs> now we've got a dog coming, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Then I just think that that's the signal that there is, um, nothing is ever absolute. So if you're giving a closed statement, that's somewhere where you can dig. Love it. Well, for now, my name is Brace Harris. And my name is Victoria Fenton. And we are... Unveil. Go get it. Unveil.